Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Oh, his grandpa has a whole shitload of like uh, racing old thirty-five uh, foot millimeter 35, films. Thirty-five millimeter, which is like uh, cinema quality back then. Anyway, hmm. I mean, was Danbury, it like Eastman Norwood. Vision? Was it in like was it filmed in like Panavision or I don't uh, I don't was, know what he filmed it, but he was like an amateur videographer. He loved doing that shit. Yeah, hmm. so, Technicolor. With the, Technicolor. With the track right there. Did he film that he, shit in Technicolor, or was it in black and white? You know, either or would be fantastic. Most of it's black and white, I'm yeah. sure. Either or would be yeah, awesome. The only ones I've actually seen are Westboro. Oh damn. Hmm. Well, that be that's something to I've keep in mind. I've never seen for, film definitely. of Westboro. I don't know if any exists. I'm sure there are. Uh, I think the Pronine Museum may have some Westboro. I'm not sure. They? they may. I only um, got to see that place one time right before it got dozed, and I was like three. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, the Pronine Museum has that. But um, yeah, that'd be uh, something interesting to look forward to. Definitely, as far as you know, you know how it is, how this stuff goes. Yeah. So. so cool. No, it's great. That's really cool stuff. Really good stuff. So I'm actually the one late to the party, so I guess we can start now then. Welcome. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Making Laps Podcast, unless this is your first time listening. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Ice 25 Ounces. No, it's not. They don't pay us anything. Because that's how Jaquan rolls. Fair enough. Uh, It's brought to you by Hopes and Dreams. It is brought to you by my sponsor. (laughs) Hopes and Dreams. What are those, Phil? I have no idea what those are. I, those are gone. I haven't had hopes and dreams in like 10, 11 years. I know, sad, but you know, it is. We have what hopes it is. and dreams coming up for New Hampshire, but we'll talk about that. That's true. Yeah. But this is uh, actually presented to us by my sponsor, which again I use as a uh, way to get people to sponsor my race car. Uh, Jeremiah's Antiques in Putnam, Connecticut. Now I need to actually issue. Yay! I need to actually issue them an apology because the last time they were. Uh, Featured on the show as presenting the show, I believe we told half of the population to kill themselves. So I really would like to say apologize for that. I apologize for nothing. They don't sponsor me. Well, the thing is, is the people in the world are stupid. Okay, and when they don't realize that if somebody is employed by somebody else, that the opinion of the people who employ them is not necessarily the same. But like, people are un- incapable of understanding that. People and like individual human beings can have their own thoughts without it being directly tied to their interests or their employment or their friendship base or their political opinions. So anyway, it's like, okay. So anyway, I just wanted to say that for their sake because sorry. Well, uh, while you're at it, you might as well say that this uh, this podcast has uh, no affiliation with USAC, NASCAR, IndyCar, uh, IMSA. Um, any thoughts are solely of the podcast owners. And out of Sid's view, Phil Jakes, or um, yeah, you your 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 <laughs> thoughts are your own. So shut up, uh, or Jeremiah's, or any other uh, podcast sponsors, uh, friends, colleagues, deities, gods, weathermen. I don't know whoever hookers. Uh, anyway, so um, 
Don't Phil try got this excited at home. for a second. Put my knife away before you hurt yourself. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, I'll cut so the yeah, I figured hearts I'd, out if you sue. I figured I'd put that out there, but anyway. no, I just it's it, yeah, the disclaimer is for those who are unintelligent enough to form their own opinions. Just like warning labels are for those who are too stupid to figure out that you're not supposed to drink battery acid. So, yeah. You know the that every thing is, if there's a warning label like that, you know someone's done it. Exactly. That's Why exactly what I was going to say. Label on bleach. I've told people to drink bleach lots of times. Oh, I'm pretty sure there is. I could go get a bleach bottle and see what it says on it. But... Trump told everybody to drink bleach. Go drink bleach. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Wait, he said inject it. <laughs> Whatever. Don't inject marijuana cigarettes either. They're bad for Ooh. you. Into but, your eyeballs. You, you know, you know that every sing like like Phil said, every single warning label was probably somebody else's idiotic mistake or lawsuit. Like that big thing when we were kids and somebody got hot coffee from McDonald's and burned themselves. It's like what you think this was well before iced coffee was a thing. It's like they oh, I accidentally spilled hot coffee all over my lap after I left the view of the restaurant, so they have no idea if I tampered with it with extraordinarily hot stuff. I love the hot coffee mod on GTA uh, San Andreas. No. You're a perv. <laughs> it's a video game. <laughs> Wait, you don't like pixelated poontang? No. Jeez. Is that going to get bleeped? Oh, who the fuck knows? Well, that's going to get bleeped. That's going to get bleeped. Not on my show. <laughs> uh, on, on. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I think we're kind of punchy because uh, we are all exhausted from working on our own race cars because it's now April. And that means racing season is literally, and I hate using the term, right around the corner, but it is at the end of the week. So I should have actually um, introduced everybody. I you forgot to do that. <laughs> See, Did I don't even know don't, what I'm doing. If I've, you're just joining I... us, you have no idea who we are. I'm Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason, with Hello, his, uh, I don't know who, what movie star you look you're going for. but I am Jaquan, and Jaquan does what Jaquan wants to do, okay? What color is that bandana? It's black. All right, well, I'll alert Stop whatever. Stop being racist. I'll alert whatever gang members don't like that. And on us with the line, on us, with us on the other line, is our Florida Connection, Phil Jakes. Phil, how are you doing? Good, how are you guys doing? Does he turn that up? He can't hear it well enough. There we go. <laughs> is it actually getting old? It might be getting old. No, because this song is starting to become a meme now. Is it really? Did we start that or did it just kind of I think we started it and it's just slowly catching on. We'll take credit for it. We could take credit for it because we were doing it. I don't want to sound like a hipster, but we were kind of screwing around with this song before it started becoming a meme. But it became a meme after we started screwing around with it. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I've I've thought about dropping it, but I'm like, I can't drop it. <laughs> if you if you drop it, I'm replacing it with something else. So that's fair. Drop it like the brick of lead I dropped on my chest yesterday. Mm. Wow, that must have been fun. Are you okay? Yeah, that didn't feel good. I'm Not recommended. Sure. I'm sure, but like I said, we're all pretty tough. I'm just glad you didn't cheat and use tungsten. You can't afford that shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> I forget how much it is a pound, but it's like way too much. It's like 15 or 20 bucks a pound or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I have no idea. I've never even looked. I think lead is like three dollar, two or three dollars a pound, and like tungsten's like twenty or something. <laughs> I forget. It's super expensive. It, it usually gets sold for two dollars a pound down here. What lead? Yeah, yeah, it's about two dollars a pound. But yeah, like I said, we're incredibly punchy because we've been working literally nonstop. Like I pushed back the. Uh, start of the podcast today because i was in the garage when we usually record and i was busy burning my hands to death with a plasma torch and uh fixing things so yeah car was on scales today uh and then i rolled it off and uh turned every single bolt in it and now i have to put it back on scales again so um i got it running though i put I think uh, four gallons of water in it. I don't remember those things ever taking four gallons of water, but that's how much it took today. Maybe um, you got a cracked cylinder. It's all going in. It ran afterwards. It should be fine. Yeah, it'll run fine. You know, just a little white smoke. Ain't nothing. It, is, it, it didn't hydro lock nothing. Character. Whatever. Character. But yeah, I, you put some head. You put some uh, head gasket repair in a bottle. Send it. Yeah, some fine. Case, it works some, great. Ask Roadkill. Throw some K seal in it. Yeah, but no, you I laugh. I know people who have gotten through the weekend by the, using that stuff. It's great stuff. It works. It's great. It's like it's like ready to pass emissions. I've used that stuff twice in a row. I don't it even works. know how that stuff works. You follow the direction on the bottle, Imagine. and you clear the code, and Which run it fifty craft. miles, and you and it'll pass emissions. I did it on my car that burned a quart of oil every single day. And it worked. I'm like, how the hell did that work? It works. I have a 0420 code, which is a dead <laughs> a dead catalytic converter. And it passed. It's fine. Well fifteen dollars, that's it. Hey, it said guaranteed to pass or your money back. So you could send back everything and get your fifteen bucks back. Better than a fifteen hundred dollar, you know, exhaust repair. You're not gonna spend that. You'll do it no. yourself. <laughs> no. But no, I got the uh, I've been waiting for a night where it hasn't been below freezing in order to put water in my car so that I could run it and scale it because I'm not giving up 25 pounds worth of water in the nose of the car because it's like that's gonna just screw with everything. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just wiped out. Yesterday, I spent probably eight hours on Jesse's car on my yeah. first day off of the weekend. We got the front bumper put back on it. We got the body hung on it. We got the engine tuned up a little bit better. Changed the oil. Fiddled with all sorts of crap. Jaquan appreciates it. And how? And I mean, I'm racing this weekend at the icebreaker at Thompson. I'm probably only going to be there Friday and Sunday because that's when practice is and that's when the feature is going to be. So I'm going to just take advantage of those two days. I didn't even take Saturday off because I figured I'd save the day off for later in the year. And then a week after that, 16th, 17th, I think, is yeah. the, I think, what's it called? The Northeast Classic North uh, at uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. So we got Jesse's car that needs to be ready for that. And then my trailer needs to be ready for that as well. And we've already got a hotel room booked. And it's like, oh. Two hotel rooms. Two hotel rooms booked. Because we're going to party <laughs> and join the rooms together and just knock the walls down. No, we're not. We're old. <laughs> I'm married. Well, there goes the rest of the views <laughs> on the podcast. So I was trying to, you know, have a teaser, but, you know. <laughs> We're bad. Uh, so, Phil, how much stuff have you dropped on yourself this week while trying to fix your car? Uh, the adventures in removing and painting lead. That was uh, that was a good time yesterday. What, what should have taken me about an hour took me probably four hours after that. Uh, but, no, I mean, I... 
the car realistically would have been ready this weekend. Uh, we're practicing not this fall, not this weekend, but the following weekend on the 16th. Um, but we went to go bleed the brakes and I had a, f- uh, master fail. So yeah, I wasted all that, not all of it, but a lot yeah. of brake fluid trying to get, figure out what was going on because there was no bubbles coming from the reservoir. Um, and there was initially, there was no like squishing noise that you hear when you have a seal going bad. Yeah. Uh, it's that, just straight bypass and no, no resistance. Yep. No brakes. Ugh. I hate that. You know, yeah, and so it's, that, it's, a, it's an epidemic with those stupid master cylinders in the aftermarket. It's, it's like you can rarely ever find one that lasts any more than like a couple weeks practically with those yeah. massive cylinders. I mean, are you finding the same thing that I'm finding? It's just it, the all, whole aftermarket is just garbage with that. I'm, I change almost one a year. I swear to God, no matter how many races I have, I almost change one a year. They're terrible. And I don't rebuild well, them. I, I do know that the masters that were in my car are at least eight years old. Hmm. So oh, I decided well. just to replace both of them. I almost replaced the clutch too, but as much as I use the clutch, it doesn't really doesn't really matter right now. If it fails, I have one sitting on the shelf. I ordered a spare, so mm. um, and it's they're relatively easy to change. So once I get that done, uh, I can throw it on scales and finally see how much weight uh, I need to add to it, and then we can set it up at some point next week. Freshly painted. <laughs> Speaking of which. Oh man, I tried to scale my car today and I'm running a little bit lighter than I would be in the past. And uh, I put the car, I took every ounce of lead out of my car, every ounce. And I'm right on the number of total weight. And I'm like, oh boy. (laughs) Does Does the scales need a firmware update? No, I think my car is just that heavy, or I'm that heavy. I don't know which one is which at this point. What the heck? You gotta hit the elliptical a little harder. I I know. I you I hit fat it for that pile of garbage. I hit it for three miles today. Ugh. That's probably why. Are you I, serious? That's that pre- car is that heavy? It seems to be because there's I, no way your car should have no weight in it and be any more than like twenty seven hundred pounds. There should be, but that's ridiculous. How how much lead did you have in that car? How much lead did I have in it? Yeah. I don't remember like Well, let's put it this way. The crate engine's at a hundred pounds, basically. They're heavy. The crate engine's almost at a hundred pounds in the front. And then the uh four nine inch, they ain't light either. They are pretty hefty. They are a lot yeah. hefty. They are very heavy. So oh, a and lot of that I weight forgot. comes from there. I forgot that I put a bigger fuel cell in, and I'm running more fuel in the in the tank too. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense now. I mean, you better start making this car a little more unsafe. I, I mean, a little lighter. <laughs> you know, some bars. You got some extra safety that's got to go. No. Let's see. Got some bars to cut out. Bars on the right. You well, don't need them anymore. What's hilarious? Right, the, exactly, Phil. The bars on the right. Some of them got to go. No. What's funny Get is some aluminum I, sheet metal. I rolled it on the Maybe scales. Maybe some magnesium sheet metal. No, we're not doing that. We're, I rolled it on the scales, and I looked at the numbers, and I'm like, actually, this isn't bad. <laughs> like, okay. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm not putting lead in the car. <laughs> well, what about the left side weight? It's on. It's fine. Yeah. I'm like three-tenths low. And I put like 10 pounds in the car, and all I did was just add 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it, and it 
put it like two tenths low. I'm like, that's close enough. <laughs> I've won races with lead. Less. There's lead hidden in that car somewhere. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if there is, especially like. Yeah, I don't know. I never even looked. I never put a boroscope down the frame rails, and I never checked it. So I'm like, hmm, this is odd. So it's really my old car. We had almost 300 pounds of lead in the car. Hmm. Yeah, that's. So. It just struck me as really odd. Yeah, same thing was my car, Phil. We had almost 300 pounds of lead in that car. How much you guys want to bet? I yeah. roll into the into the uh, racetrack and I go over the scales at practice, and it says 2,800 pounds. pounds late. <laughs> I expect you to go over the scales, and then there's a nitrous explosion underneath the the in the front of the cowl of some uh, frame rail, some bar. It just oh, like blows a it like a banana pee. peel. Yeah, pee, bam! A little sneaky pee bottle stuck in the frame rail somewhere. Yeah, something like some Oops. kind of pro stock drag racer. Or something. I would have found a fitting to refill it by now. <laughs> That's it. Nah, people usually just get a you know put big pipes in their car and just charge the pipe up, and then they run a hose through the pipe and out that. Just you gotta get some extra funny juice. Gotcha. Why so yeah. Store locked. So that there's no interruptions. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, we're just. I am freaking wasted. Like I am so worn out, and I still got like, I still gotta get my trailer ready. I gotta get the truck ready. I gotta get. Uh, I got to get everything loaded. I got to check for spares. I'm still missing tools and parts. I'm like, I have no idea what, <laughs> what the hell I'm doing. Uh, car runs and drives. I guess that's all I got going for me. And the setup is close. I got to turn a few bolts and check frame heights, and that's about it. I mean, but I am so worn out, especially from having to build two cars at once. That's... Especially one almost from scratch. It's like, ugh. Mine's fine. Just I got the belts in there, okay? I got my belts in there. I got my winning net in there. I bled my brakes. I think I bled the clutch all right. Okay, just drop it on the ground. Just get it close, and I'll just friggin' send it, and it'll be fine. New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Just get it done. I'm taking bets on what we break first. <laughs> Break balls first. Yeah, going. fair enough. So uh, I might as well start this thing because there hasn't, there wasn't any, uh, there wasn't any major racing over the weekend because it was uh, Easter weekend, but there was news and racing worthy of talking about. First off, came right after our podcast dropped. Uh, Dale Dale Earnhardt Jr. had Marcus Smith from SMI on his podcast uh, again. What's SMI? Speedway Motorsports Inc. Isn't that the people who yeah. own uh, Charlotte, Atlanta, Texas, Bristol, there Sonoma, New Hampshire? Now, for you just watching Las the Vegas. show, now you know who owns all these tracks. I'm trying to remember all the tracks. Did I miss Boom. any? Good God, I don't. I'd have to look it up. I, don't <laughs> I didn't look that up. That's all. Do they own California too, or does no? That's no, Penske. Uh... Google it. Penske owned California. Yeah, Penske. Owned Same it. as Michigan, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And. Pikes Peak. You own Pikes Peak? You Let's do. see. They own Atlanta, Bristol, Charlotte, Kentucky, Vegas, New Hampshire, Sonoma, Texas, and another certain track. Kentucky? Oh, you already said yeah. that, didn't you? Well, North Wilkesboro. Oh, that's right. Uh, and that's what we're really talking about because Marcus Smith made some comments, especially I found them to be kind of cryptic or uh, 
open-ended comments about North Wilkesboro because he kind of interrupted. He goes, wait a minute, you know, we haven't forgotten about North Wilkesboro. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, and he's like, we all, I just want to put that out there to the people because they think that I, that we don't care. We do care. And I'm thinking to myself while I listen to it, I'm like, well, you had 25 years to care. If you cared, it wouldn't be a shithole. Now that you're getting a lot of uh, bullshit comments from a lot of angry people, um, now you're going to care because <laughs> these are your fans and these are the people who pay money for tickets and stuff to go to your races yeah they are pissed so did, did you watch the video of that segment on the dale jr download no i don't watch the videos you you should see the smirk on his face as he says it in the kind of fake surprise and look on dale jr's face i'd heard about that <laughs> there's something going on there i could hear it in his voice though he goes what Really? And I'm like, that's yeah. the fakest acting job ever. No wonder you're a race car driver. Yeah. They, Sly, they job! Sly job! Sly job! <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they know something. They wouldn't have brought the subject up because it was unprovoked. Mm-hmm. He wasn't backed into a corner. Nobody brought it up. He, he would not up. have brought that up if there was not something in the works. You see, that makes perfect sense. I mean, and then you get a tweet from Marcus Lamonis saying, hey, by the way, I'm in. If you uh, need funding. I mean, think about it from yeah. their perspective. They have public opinion about North Wilkesboro is, I mean, can't, North Wilkesboro is the Hartford Whalers of racing. Okay. North, oh, the Hartford wow. Whalers, okay, are the only like at franchise. At least you didn't say the Nordiques. Well, the Nordiques are pretty close to that, actually, because I think Hartford's uh, bigger. The Hartford Whalers, like, recently, have sold like the sixth most uh, NHL apparel of all teams. Okay, and they're not even in the NHL. They're not even around. Why do you think Carolina okay. uses them as a throwback jersey? Because they know they're going to sell the piss out of them. Exactly. The people who are suckers. You know, and, and, and the Quebec Nordiques are in the same boat. Okay, public, Pardon? the public, and the fans and everything are just drooling at the mouth to go to North Wilkesboro. Because they know, you know, for whatever reason, because they know that they were wronged for closing North Wilkesboro down and the history of Speedway because, you know, for a stupid second date for Texas or whatever, you know. And uh, the amount of tickets that it would sell if NASCAR would return, they already know that it would be humongous. Well, the thing is... So no kidding they're going to want to go back because public opinion, they're starting to figure out and catch on is is starting to uh you know it's it's really positive about north wilkesboro phil yeah, looks like he I wants to say something yeah, yeah. i i I'm i done. don't agree with the fact that they closed it down in 96 but i kind of understand the business perspective of it me too where at the time with that car that was you know the car that they were using at the time was really really fun to watch on the mile and a half and it was growing and you could fit more people in them. You could build more amenities for, you know, vendors and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it just be, they became nicer facilities. Now I think they didn't intend on losing their core. Like they did. I don't think they force, they could foresee that. And now I think they're backpedaling a little bit, which I'm fine with everybody. You make mistakes in business. And this is one that they've had to learn from. 
And I think the biggest thing that they fucked up on was getting themselves tied into these TV contracts and the contracts with the tracks. Because that's really why it's been 25 years. They started off with a 15-year TV deal and uh, or a track deal with all these tracks, and they just trapped themselves and backed themselves into a corner. To be fair, I don't think it was really the wrong business decision to do. Obviously, they had a lot of money coming in. The sport was growing astronomically. And just like any other thing in the world, things change. NASCAR went through a process. I'm not saying what they did was wrong, but there's a reason why we call them cookie-cutter tracks when we talk about a a mile-and-a-half track. They're all literally the same. They're boring to watch. We can't stand them anymore. But at the time... They were big. They were fast. The cars, they were really awesome to watch on them. I mean, you watch a guy go 200 miles an hour down the front stretch at Atlanta and qualify with an average speed of like 197. Didn't Jeff Bodine do that? And, yeah, that's pretty awesome to watch. That was cool racing. Now oh, yeah, they were falling at Atlanta when they first paved that place. Yeah, a freshly paved racetrack is always going to be really, really light. I mean, quick. the thing is, though, it's been 20 years and we've been doing the same crap for 20 years. You got to change yep. it up. You have to change it up. And this new car that's coming in, you're seeing a resurgence of shorter tracks and road courses. And I think that with especially with how the world has changed with attention spans and and different access to stuff like streaming services and the internet and social media and all that stuff. It's almost like the massive amounts of ticket sales that they used to require, like the 150,000 person grandstands being sold out all the time, it's been declining regardless of, you know, interest or whatever. But I think the way that it's going to go now is you're going to, you got to see more variations in the schedule. You got to see different <laughs> stuff. I think the way to attract people back to NASCAR isn't by going to the same-looking racetrack every single week. I mean, look at right. go to Las Vegas, go to Kansas, go to Chicagoland. They're all the same. You go to Kentucky, and it's the what? same. Go to Atlanta, Texas, Charlotte. Guess what? Chicagoland's closing, and Kentucky's not on the schedule anymore. Right. Everything you guys are talking about is on a Brock Beard uh, NASCAR Man History uh, video, actually. When did you uh, do it? Uh, not too long ago, about uh-huh. all the cookie cutters and the mile-and-a-halfs and whatnot. It, it, I, it, I don't it, mind all of these mile and a half. So I just wish we didn't go to them so often. Right. I know we go to them for like three quarters of the schedule. It's it, was, it was really popular in the nineties and everything because the economy was good. They could sell a lot of sky boxes. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, There's and, some really awesome mile and a half good. tracks and, and even bigger too. Like I like California the way it is. I think that track is fucking amazing to watch racing at. Yeah. Cause there's like 10 grooves. Yeah, and it's worn the fuck out too. It's really worn out. You know, and I love Atlanta too, but I I really hope when they when when it does come time to repave Atlanta, they go back old school. I know the renderings have showed that, but I guess I, that's just a concept. And I think they've really... already put the kibosh on that. I don't think it's yeah. going back to an oval. If I don't you... think it's getting paved anytime soon either. I don't but... think so either. But I, th- I really hope that they they. But to talk about North Wilkesboro, we'll to, keep on, to, to keep on North Wilkesboro, uh, yeah. uh, short track races in the 90s and everything were actually kind of frowned upon. Because, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, because the sponsors didn't like donuts on their, on their sponsor, on the logos and everything. 
they didn't like they didn't like the hard hitting. They didn't like all the rough and tumble stuff that actually NASCAR tries to promote nowadays. Yeah, they didn't like a beat up damaged product. They didn't like a beat up damaged product and everything and, and fenders ripped off and everything. They didn't like their they didn't like it disfigured. But yeah. now it's coming back. The tides well, I think have changed. They finally realized this isn't pretty boy racing like F one. That's their core audience is yeah, they don't want to go back to that. Yeah, the core audience I, is the short track racer. Yeah, this is where so, they should be coming from. Yeah, so God, God help them. Please, it, please go to North Wilkesboro. Please, I, I think returning to North Wilkesboro. I don't think you're going to see the Cup Series or even the Xfinity Series there in the next five or six years. Minimum. I think it'll be super late models, weekly stuff, maybe ARCA, Mod Tour, and probably a truck race. But I mean, I'm fine with that. I understand. As long as it's still there. I understand it's going to take a lot of money to rejuvenate the place, but I don't think the fans really have any sort of demands when it comes to North Wilkesboro. What they really want to see is basically the place just spit-shined. Just fix everything that's already there and make it look like it did back in 1996. Then, like I said... Keep it painted the same way too. Keep the red and whites on the walls. Keep the you know yep. keep all the te- keep everything looking exactly the same, and say to Darlington, you know what your your uh, throwback weekend there. It's going to North Wilkesboro because North Wilkesboro is one of the the you know first tracks to ever be on the NASCAR circuit. If so, they, it, it, the only reason why tickets wouldn't sell out is because of stupid COVID regulations. If they did it now. They could make as many grandstands as Bristol. They would be lined up around. The oh county. yeah, you could expand North Wilkesboro, no problem. But I want to around see, the county. But I, I want to see it in there. I just want to see the same buildings, the same front stretch grandstands in the top. You got to keep some of the history. You got to harken it back. You can't just take oh here's the paved racing surface, Rockingham, too. and here is you know here's the paved surface, and we. Tore everything down. Now it looks completely different. We don't want that. We don't want some giant colossus. No, we want so, the we want just, the we want the the, the racetrack, the front stretch to go downhill and the back stretch to go uphill, and the two different radius corners. That's what. And we, I want to see the two buildings off in turn four, and I want to see the little grandstands on the front stretch with you know the the boxes in the middle, and I want to see all the brand new grandstands that they built just before the place closed with all the towers on the back stretch. And I want Done. them to bring Rockingham with them because I love that track. That track well, is fantastic. I love Rockingham. Aren't aren't the newer grandstands? Aren't those just through uh, one and two? Backstretch. Actually, got the backstretch. No, backstretch with boxes too. Pretty sure. I know. Or it might be through two. I don't remember. I don't. I can't remember. It's all. It's memory. Yeah, you look that up for us. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Because I don't even remember. But I, you know, honestly, I see a lot of stuff. People talking about all oh, the place has to be leveled and redone. Nope. Those grandstands. Yeah, they go halfway down the backstretch. A little bit, so yeah, those okay. grandstands Man. down the back stretch and through one and two, those were built, I believe, in 1993 by the same company that built the grandstands for New Ooh, Hampshire. Who hits at me? <laughs> so Sorry. those are essentially up to date. That I mean, you're not going to get a whole lot better than that, and they're structurally sound Ooh. as far as you know what I've seen the couple times I've been there. I mean, you can't get super close, but you can get close enough to see that they're not falling apart yeah i mean like i said we're not asking for a lot 
Not ask the fan is not asking for a lot. Just make it look like it did in '96, and I guarantee you the throwback audience will go freaking crazy. They they might have to to resurface it, but I don't think they would do a whole lot other than that. Just a quick scrape and and pave. I mean, you, you, even put just that a PJ one back on the truck and send it away. Drive it off the nearest cliff. Burn it. We don't want Put it. Put it in the tire fire. Take it to the take it to that little Wilkesboro drag strip that that Mustang just split in half at. You can't even. Oh, Lord. The, <laughs> the Indy cars can't even race on it. You know that, right? No, they can't. They can't no. race on that stuff. So you can't even have like a double weekend on it. PJ One is meant for drag racing. If, if not the Indy cars get rounds. on that stuff, they can't even have grip. It's actually opposite. For IndyCars. So you can't even have like an IndyCar NASCAR weekend. So anyway. Because if they touch it, it's like oh, marbles sorry. to them. Oh, it's like they marbles to NASCAR too. Because garbage. It's like to, if you take a sticker and peel it off too fast, you got that like residue. That's basically PJ1. And yeah. if you take and you throw a handful of dust at it, it's going to stay there. That's literally what it does. It sticks. It doesn't roll all the way up to the wall. Yeah, all the dirt and it's all garbage the, and all the, the the oil and all everything sticks to it. Not just the sticky stuff. Yeah, everything. So Anything that, that, that moves garbage. sticks to it. Forget it. So yeah, we don't have a big list of demands with Norfolksboro. Just just do it. Give and her a shut up. Just give her a facelift. Put lipstick on a pig. That's right. All I gotta do. You don't even have to fix the asphalt if you don't have to. Just crack seal the thing and send it out there. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, we're not asking for much. Safer barriers know. are for sissies. Send them the out there. The only thing I'd be worried about <laughs> with the asphalt is what the base is like underneath it. It's probably not that bad if there was no flooding or anything. If it was just rain or snow, I, I don't know. It, unless it washes out completely underneath. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you go to the speed bowl and you see the size of the cracks that are the size of your forearm. That's, that's washout. Like, that's bad. Like, you need to actually pave a section to completely fill that in and they did i think uh last year or something so that it fixed a lot but um any other thoughts on north wilkesboro i just i hope i hope they do something with it the marcus limonis conversation really sparked a lot of hope for a lot of people in that so i hope what they're talking about i mean he's got serious fuck you money so oh yeah if he wants to put camping world's name on it I think it could happen. Camping very- World presents North Wilkesboro Speedway. I'm fine with as it. As long as they don't try and use the word historic in the name. Oh God, yeah, That's please don't. So overplayed. I mean, you're gonna you're not gonna call Martinsville historic, are you? No. <laughs> Come on, people. All right, yeah. so just do it and make it happen, and I'll, I want to watch the conversation myself on the Dale Junior download. That's for yeah, sure. and please absolutely. Yep. NASCAR and Marcus Smith, please. Stop dangling the steak in front of the hungry dog. Seriously. Just either do it or don't. Say no, fuck you, or okay, fine, we're doing it. Just stop as long dangling as that the place steak. Is there, we're going to always want it back. There's, yeah, come on. Enough. <laughs> no, we, we, we do care. 25 years says you didn't for a long time, so fuck <laughs> no. you, Marcus. All right, um, make it happen. All right. Bring back Langhorn. Well, I want know, Langhorn back. Bulldoze the condominiums. Fuck that. I want Trenton back. Take a right. I want Trenton back. <laughs> I want... Fra- yeah, take a right on down the dog leg. All right, and bulldoze the market, all the, the shopping malls at Danbury. Nobody, Bring back Danbury. Nobody uses shopping malls anymore anyway. See how That's many of all them are stupid. Abandoned? Everyone uses Amazon. We were talking about how much the world changes earlier. Yeah, 
Who uses a shopping mall anymore? Amazon's building warehouses. They're actually buying malls. Buy Amazon groceries, okay? <laughs> they're buying they're buying malls Bring and turning them into. Yeah. I'd actually heard that they were thinking about buying the Crystal Mall in Waterford, but that was a rumor, so who knows if that's actually going to happen. Or the Speedball, whatever. Speaking of a historic track, we should move topics here. Uh, they were testing the next-gen car and uh, manufacturer-specific body. I don't know if they already did that or not, but that will be coming soon. If they I haven't already... Did they do it already? No, I think it's this coming week they're testing. Okay, so that's coming. But they... Uh, excuse me. But they also tested uh, a newer type of rain tire at Martinsville. And I believe they had... Who is it? Chris Busher and Kyle Larson came out to test it? Yeah, but it, you say newer type of rain tire, but... It, it was noticed on Twitter by a lot of people that that was actually the right side tire from Martinsville last year that they just grooved. Well, that's grooved. yeah. Okay. So it was the same code tire code. Okay. So they took, what a, do you mean by groove? Do you mean by they, like, make they it, basically took make the tire, a tire pattern, a, 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 like a tread patch. Yeah. They whatnot? cut, they cut grooves into the tread and made a rain tire out of yeah, it. Yeah. But basically. I mean like, like a cross hatch like this. And yeah. And siping like, all down it and everything. Oh, oh yeah. no kidding. Yeah. I actually got a picture oh, of it here. Oh, I, that's I that's should, interesting. You know, okay. Take a look at it. But, um, yeah, it looks like it's been siped instead of molded that way because it's shiny underneath where it would be. Oh, interesting. If, if you look at the edges uh, on the outside, you can actually see the cords. Oh, you're right. Oh, like an old Hoosier Comanche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I forgot about those. Right out the mold with the cords showing through. Yeah, yeah, the freaking rubber was so thin on those things. Oh, my Brand God. Brand new tire, cord showing. Brand new tire. I'm <laughs> like, what is this crap? <laughs> I had a set that I got from Sundin that was on my car when I bought it. They were they were comical. Oh, my God. I'm glad they changed those to the 790s because oh they're a lot God. better now. <laughs> the old Comanche. Um, but, yeah, but these Good tires. Lord. Okay, so, yeah. Like I said, it looked like a different rain tire because it's actually a custom ground rain tire that they're testing patterns on, and it's got the compound from the Martinsville race. So it's a harder compound, and it's got siping in it. And they didn't have rain to test it, so they took a water truck out and wet down the whole racetrack, and everybody thought it was an April Fool's joke until they saw guys running around the track in the wet conditions. A water truck and fire trucks from the town. They needed a lot of water. I mean, it's not like... Oh, yeah, I saw videos. I was laughing. <laughs> I they also they also did test the uh, the current rain tire as well. Yeah, I think the current rain tire is just too soft for that type of an application if that's what they're really looking to go yeah. to. Guys, hmm. I, I don't know how to feel about that. Rain tires at Martinsville. and I understand road courses, but, um, but at slower, short tracks, I just... I really don't know how to feel about I it. I think Martinsville is like the only you know? oval it might work on because of the corner speeds and the straightaways. The way it's laid out, it's like a road course. Yeah, I really don't have an opinion on it. They were I talking really... about everything up to a mile, including yeah. New Hampshire. If they want to kill themselves, that's up to them. I'll watch. Yeah, I don't know if that's <laughs> going to work or not. That's I just, fine. I just don't have an opinion. I don't know that much about it i will admit no we're it not is interesting to me we aren't engineers and we know you know, you know little to nothing about it so it's like okay well if they can figure a way out then fine i don't whatever if the track's a little a... bit if the track's a little damp you know they're not gonna waste the show entirely you'll still probably get a show out of it 
I mean, if Martinsville has a little bit of dampness to it, send them out on the racetrack with the new tires and see what happens. I mean, yeah, whatever. Granted, you know, they're heavier than Formula One cars, but they don't have the downforce that a Formula One car has. At these tracks, it doesn't really necessitate that much downforce. I mean, you can't so. run in the rain at 150 miles an hour. That's almost impossible. They really have to slow down, even at like Le Mans or whatever. I am getting yeah. a drink. If they ran them at New Hampshire, they'd be probably lifting. Give me one the too, Brent. They'd be what? They'd probably be lifting at the flag stand if they did them at New Hampshire. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. That's that's a that's the limit. That's the limit. The yeah. corner's too flat. It demands way too much side grip. Well, and they they did say no. everything up to a mile, and Dover is a mile. Dover is a mile, but it has a it has that a lot of banking. But yeah, I don't think I don't know because I mean it's got a ton of banking, like you said, and the rainwater would just beat off of that place so eh, who knows i don't know yeah yeah you, you, you bring up a good point there because you're talking about also like drainage you're talking yeah. about you know aquifers you're talking about runoff you're talking about a lot of other systems that uh what what else do they have in place i don't know what they have in place and i don't know if they're if standing water we're, we're worried about standing water on an oval or yeah I mean, you remember the Ro- the Roval race? When How they are they going to do the coming off the pit road? There was a lot of standing water at the Roval when you came out of the infield and onto the banking. Remember that? Yeah. So they yeah, that okay. is a definite concern. Yeah, you have a lot of infrastructure concerns to deal with. Yeah, you got millions of dollars in, in this economy. I don't know what that's. Well, I think do. I think like they said though, they they're aiming to do it on damp tracks. They're not. I don't trying think to swamped tracks. Yeah, I think it's rain. just damp. But, you know, a lightning strike and then the TV guy's got to go. That's true. Or a lightning strike in three miles. A lightning strike in general, everybody has to go. Everybody's got to go. So why even bother? Because not every rainstorm. Just not to waste two hours drying the track. Most rainstorms are accompanied with thunder. Make a single pass with the with Depends. the uh, air titans and pull them in the pits and line the cars up and go. Yeah, because that's really good for getting a lot of standing water off the track and just yeah. basically leaving a damp condition. It's getting the finish done work done that takes the longest. I mean, yep. especially with the air titan. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how this goes. Um, I know that they tested this tire on the 15 inch tire or wheel. And then next year, they're going to go to an 18-inch wheel with a lot less sidewall. So we'll see how that works out. That's going to um, be interesting because uh, I, I expect uh, a lot, you know, the radial tire has never been forgiving. No. Even in a 15-inch tire application. Now you're talking about a low-profile tire that's a radial tire. Now it's going to be even less forgiving. What are they? Nine and a half inches wide? Some weird number? Something like that. Yeah. The current tires are. Yeah. yeah. You know, Jesse, though, with the, with the low profile sidewall, it actually might make it more drivable really? with rain tires because rain it's tire? you don't have that sidewall deflection to where you get this this edge and then all the car sudden the car snaps on you. Maybe in a rain application. That'd be yeah. Gr- yeah, that'd I be think, something. Yeah, I think with but less. What about a dry dry application? It's going to be interesting because I think with yeah. a less a lot less sidewall deflection, it'll probably be a lot more uh, forgiving because I mean the, when you're you'll talking lose, like you'll lose grip in a more flat and lateral way. 
mm-hmm. instead of the sidewall bulging the tire, yeah, making it kind of off and weird. I mean, in, like when you talk about like Indy cars and Formula One cars, they are more of a low profile tire. More of one. And yeah. if they get loose, they end up more know. often than not roses on this, you know, dead. <laughs> on the but side of the track behind remember, the wall dead but remember they Gordon don't really Smiley have dead they Not don't good. they don't really have much in the way of chassis deflection in the way of like uh, uh, uh shock and spring movement you know what i mean those yeah. cars are pretty well planted you, you don't see a lot of movement you see a, a stock car or a truck or whatever they have a lot of body roll and a lot of chassis flex and deflection. Yeah, uh, well, that that actually helps it be a lot more forgiving I mean, as when, well. When you had so. the radial tire, it was one thing. When you went to the when you went when you went to the bias from the bias ply to the radial tire, you know, it was eighty eight to ninety two. You know, then you really saw it. You really saw it change. It's like, wow, these guys can't hang it out sideways anymore. You know, they're, they're just you know what though. Smashed. I I wonder if there's a way to make a bias ply low pro low profile tire they already have them they already have them they have they have like they have like a six or seven bias ply tire already developed and everything i read and and they they can work today the tire they just used at bristol was a uh bias ply yeah yeah it was a bias ply dirt tire and it worked out great yeah they worked great but like um I know that when the track packed in, they really beat the shit out of the right rear tire, but they're heavy. Again, cars. they're like a thirty-three hundred pound car on dirt. You're gonna wear the damn tire out, you know. Well, and I wonder if they had too soft of a compound too. Well, could have. It's the track they didn't really was also... have any tire testing for it, and none of the cars or trucks have ever used a bias ply on. To be f- the, the trucks used to run radials. To be yeah. completely fair, when's the last time you watched a normal dirt race that was over 50 laps? Arca. But they're at like a one-mile track with slower corners. Flatter, yeah. yeah absolutely. Slower corners because they're flatter. Right. And it, it tends not to pack in as much because of the other lateral that, G-load talking, going into the corner. Other than that, you're talking about some kind of like a twenty, you know, twenty-five thousand dollars super late model race to win that's over fifty laps. Mm. Or one, super dirt week, you know, two hundred laps. I saw and, one that yeah. was seventy-five laps up in Tennessee, literally a couple days ago. I mean, Kyle these Larson are was in it. These are really one-off yeah. races with cars that are like a thousand pounds lighter than a cup car. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they they probably took a lot of this data from this race, and they're going to develop a tire for whatever the next time comes out. Right. Hell, they might even have one for the trucks when they go to Knoxville. Who knows? Hey, there's rumors that next year they may not even run the, the next-gen car on the dirt race. They may use the current chassis for that race. Yeah, who cares? I mean, it doesn't really – I don't think that really matters, but I would like Very to see – I'd really like to see the next gen car and see how the independent rear works, but let's be fair. Who cares? They're gonna smash the shit out of them anyway. So, what's the difference? I do think the composite body will take a beating a lot better. We've already seen that with the uh, Xfinity cars. I mean, that body's fantastic. They can pound the fence down and just like say, "Well, that sucked," and just keep on trucking. Cup car would have all the fenders, you know, rubbing the tires, and the shit would be ripping treads off and knocking the crush panels out and flipping over and Ricky Bobby. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with my hands. Save me, Tom Cruise. So, anyway, fellas, um, it's been 
one week since the uh, most anticipated uh, event of the motor racing calendar. The Formula uh, One start? Uh, the Was upon us, and I was just wondering... <laughs> um, Nothing. I was... <laughs> not yet. I was just wondering uh, what your thoughts were of it. The Bristol Dirt Race? No. The Formula not the Bristol Dirt Race. The Formula One Race? No. Oh. Nicole LaRoe on the road. Oh, and LaRoe on the road. Yes, that's the most anticipated event in motorsports. You can view this on the SIDS Vault... On, or no, yeah, Vault Productions... S- Vault Productions YouTube page. Go to youtube.com slash Vault. You can also find us there, by the way. By the way. Yes, absolutely. Great job. Find them on Facebook and Twitter and stuff, too. So take a look at that. Yeah, so anyway, our thoughts about the most anticipated event in the motoring racing calendar. Did we mention that when she was here uh, interviewed? I think we did, right? Yes. No, we talked about it. Okay. But yeah, if you haven't watched that, go take a look. I actually watched the newest one... Oh no! I watched the Ryan Priest onboard today. I didn't watch the latest uh, in the world. I didn't watch so I, I I'm up to four. I think I'm up to four as well. I didn't and, catch the and I haven't yet. seen the Ryan Priest onboard. And I oh, seen the Ryan five. Priest onboard is very good. But I just want to say one thing that I'm channeling my. Uh, I've watched up to four, and I'm channeling my inner George Carlin, <laughs> and um, um, I agree with him on this. And it is I love watching bad news and i love watching people be miserable (laughs) it's it's just every single episode is like 20 minutes of somebody being absolutely miserable and i just find it absolutely entertaining as heck there's a lot of funny moments in it yes I, that's why I love Bar Rescue. I love watching people. Oh, I can't stand under, that show. I love John watching Bar talk. Rescue. God, I hate that show. I love watching people <laughs> under pressure. Oh, I can't. People stand under it. pressure. People being miserable and having to go through it. That's why I love Nicole Leroy on the road. And you know who my? I have a, a, my favorite character, although kind of a minor character. It's actually Phil Jakes. I love the Phil character. He's terrible Absolutely in that lo- show. No, he's not. Because I love Phil because he's against type on the show. You know what Phil, we should do? Phil, Phil likes to, wants to be there. <laughs> you Phil know. wants to be there. Oh, it's and too bad. He's had a, and he's having a great time during the series. You know what we he's should do? He's having a great time during the Speed Week. Hang on, no, hang on. No, hang let on. me hang on, hang on, hang finish. On. We should bring Sid on, who is the producer of that show, because he's actually on the, the Zoom call. Because we're talking about in Laro on the road, so we should bring Sid on after uh, you finish your rant. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, Sid, <laughs> I was saying that my favorite character on the show is Phil, because Phil is actually having a good time, even though stuff may not be working out well and whatnot. He wants to be there, and he's totally against type. Everybody else is kind of miserable, and and. <laughs> You know, and <laughs> because I'm not getting beat up by Nicole like Alex is. Yeah. Well, he. It's yeah, his Ale- fault. Alexander takes some heat for sure. He he does, and and you know, and Nicole is not very happy either. <laughs> so <laughs> I got a lot of grievances. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean, there's yeah. a lot of grievances. Like I like seeing people sweat, people having to work through a lot of drama. Everything, and that's why I like this show because everybody is miserable. It's so great in the editing process, Sid. Who is were you doing editing by yourself, or were you getting a lot of uh, feedback from Nicole from it? Because the editing is a lot different than what I'm used to seeing. So, 
Yeah, so what happened was um, just a little backstory on it. Uh, Nicole did something kind of like this the first year that she did her uh, sponsorship with uh, Chase Dowling. And uh, it was like, it was raw. It, it was really, you know, it was unpolished, but I thought like there was potential. And then when we did Sid's View last year for the Potter race, um, we were just like hanging out in the pits and I was asking her about it. And she was like, well, I said, you know, why don't you do that? That was kind of a cool idea. And she's like, I, I hate editing. I can't stand it. And I was like, well, I Tell love editing. It. I hate camera work, as you guys know. And uh, I'm like, maybe we can, you know, we can probably be a pretty good team. So we, that was really it. And then we just kind of sent her to, to New Smyrna. And, well, she was going to go down there. We sent her the GoPros for Phil because he was doing onboard stuff. And um, so I went through the footage and I kind of like picked some stuff out. And then she came over and we watched it together and kind of had some stories. You know, her really um, busting Alexander's chops a lot was a lot of it. And then uh, I forget what happened. I I forget what it was specifically, but we, we came up with the idea of the, the clip art and the sound effects. And then it was just like, OK, this is it. And then I actually kind of had to go through the footage again because stuff that wasn't really anything just a raw footage if you if you you know put the sound effects and the, and the graphic in there now it was something funny yeah. and like i was cracking myself up like can i yeah you remember talk soup on e can and i not right, yeah, oh, yeah that's like kind of that. like what it reminds me of you know but i was clever, i was i was actually you know? gonna date myself a little bit not as much as sid probably but i was gonna say uh pop-up video pop-up video yeah. right yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yep. that's definitely what i was thinking for i'm sure. like yep. i just i gotta embrace the fact that i'm actually getting old so i'll just say like yeah i remember that that was great <laughs> right i never saw yeah. that mtv I used actually, to play music videos know, <laughs> now to make you feel old, I brought that up to Nicole, and she had no idea what I was talking about. I didn't I expect like, well, that. <laughs> no, it was probably around when she was born. I have no idea what you're talking about, but most of my girlfriends are teenagers, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So I have no idea. I get older; I, I, they stay what the is same Papa age. I forgot now. They do. Yeah. Damn it! Was that a VH1 yeah. thing or what the hell? Yeah, was it was that a VH1. From? Like, yeah, here it's a new way to watch videos. Kind of like hmm. you know. Oh, is like it like the Amazon the video thing. where it's like it has that X-ray and stuff in there, and you can it's watch it's like when you're watching something? when you're watching a music video, like a random nugget of information, like trivia would pop up in like, the corner. Or oh, okay, so it is yeah. kind of like that. You see, just like I, yeah, it would just pop up in like a cloud, like you know how cartoon would have a. A, a cloud gotcha. that was, you know, it was just like that. I got gotcha. you. See, I think you would make a little number. noise too. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. Sorry, no. I usually raise my girlfriend, so they don't watch that. Gotcha. Stuff. No, we don't want. Bad. That's that's not TVMA. I hope so. the police are listening. <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> but I, I'm glad that it's it, it seems to be it's getting decent view counts, and I think it'll only you know catch on and you know something different. I, that's what I you know I'm trying to do a bunch of different stuff here and and. Uh, so I'm glad you guys are talking about it because I think it was it's pretty unique and it's different than any other stuff that we've kind of produced over the years, you know. Well, it's okay because all the all the people who uh, watch that probably don't watch this, or people who watch this probably watch that. So it's, <laughs> we're yeah. probably not. Doing that's any actually good. that's actually a good thing because you know the more more diverse uh, people we can get, and then you know hopefully there's some crossover. But if everybody if everything that we put out on the channel had a different audience, that's actually a good thing, you know. Because hmm. Overall, I think it's going to be entertaining when you get more into racing season and uh, Alexander's racing. Yeah, yeah he's not being a Phil filler. Time when he crashes. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. the only thing is Nicole works at Stafford, so it's not like she's, she's not really going to be doing any episodes there. Alexander would have to be racing somewhere else. That's you know true. What I mean? Yeah, he'd have to be on the road. Right. I think Stafford's more then, kind of at home. So <laughs> she or. might do some like when we do Sid's view, uh, you know, she might do it at the bowl. She might. Uh, I told her, you know, you could come behind the scenes with other stuff we're working on or she's going to Martinsville. And then I think she's going to the icebreaker. So are you guys set to race at the icebreaker, by the way? Yeah, we are. Well, Brent's oh, racing at, race at the icebreaker. I'm racing in New Hampshire. Yeah, I'm, oh, okay. I'm doing that. Yeah, so yeah. we got like two weekends in a row. We're gonna be going. Yeah, wherever the hell we're going. Nice. Yeah, that, yeah. I want to race the the. Yeah, I I can't wait to race on the mile. Oh my god! I know it's that'll it's, be your first time, Jeff. I've never raced on a track any bigger than Thompson. That'd be oh, wow. amazing. What's yeah, funny nice. is I've been to Richmond, but as a crew member, you know. So what's kind of but funny yeah. is like it's it's almost a little bit uh, payback or fortuitous because. Back when the Northeast Street Stock Tour had their one event that they ran at the uh, Thompson Speedway Road Course, yeah, Jesse was going to run that, but he ended up with an infection. And In he, my testicles. I wasn't going to say that, but you did. But I, I'll say it because I couldn't even stand up. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't so sit bad. down. It was so bad that I have no idea where it came from. It was so bad, and, and it, was, it was the no, most awful either. experience. But it was the most action that I had ever gotten. I had like three or four nurses and a doctor and a dude touch my testicles and, you know, see what was wrong <laughs> with it. You know, and, and it, it was funny because oh. the one that did the ultrasound was probably the most beautiful woman that I have ever seen. And and I don't usually throw that term lightly. And what it, it, it was funny because she said, oh, you know, listen, hey, listen, uh, you know, uh, don't get any uh, snide, you know, any bright ideas about this, blah, 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 blah. I'm in so much pain, I don't even care. I'm like, listen, sweetheart, don't flatter yourself, okay? Just scan the some bitch and send me out. Give me something, all right? Because it hurts. I want nothing to do with you. This is a deep dive that nobody wanted. I want nothing to do wanted. with you. <laughs> nothing! I couldn't walk out anywhere. I couldn't even walk, man. <laughs> It hurt for at least a week until I had to go to the hospital. It was bad. So anyway, Jesse's looking like yeah. a goat that should have been castrated. Yes. And um, farm talk. And uh, so anyway, I had to God. get in the car for Jesse. My girlfriends at the pediatrician office were so disappointed that week. <laughs> God, we are going to be canceled. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so I got to race that. Uh, road course event for Jesse well in his car and uh yeah because I couldn't get in the dime I couldn't get in the damn car yeah and I ended awesome. up I ended up destroying a rear end and a transmission I was in fifth I was doing pretty well it was doing very um, well but yeah shredded a transmission with two to go so Ooh, Jesse and, and they so things happen and they yeah. never ran another one or they did one more but it was some other thing that we just didn't feel like being part of and um, really, it was like the Halloween howl back in 1999. Sid knows about it. All right. Yeah, it was yep. a one-off race. Yep. A hundred yep. laps in a street stock. Were they kidding? <laughs> I did all right. You I finished I like eighth. A, I blew a tire and finished eighth. Yeah, some laps like that. down. They yeah. should bring that back. Yeah, they should. That bring was that a back. mess. That's a, uh, yeah, that was a fantastic event. 
anyway, I think Joe Mancini was the only smart guy to win to put on four brand new tires and win that thing. Yeah, was it big money to win? What's that? It, it was. Was it big money to win? It was relatively big money. It was probably somewhere almost a thousand bucks. I think it had to yeah, be I about wanna, a grand. Yeah, yeah, it was somewhere. Yeah, I want to say it was a thousand bucks too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse finished top ten, which is pretty good, especially for that first year that we ran yeah, down there and Jason we put like three Mountain, clips on the car. Jason Mountain had quick time, hmm. uh, but he he was racing with jet fuel in that in that one. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, he, he, yes, he was. So you know, it, it, the motor wasn't going to last long if he didn't put racing fuel in it. <laughs> so that wow. thing was. <laughs> It was it was cranking. No, we, yeah, no, I know. I, I knew Jason and and Moose. It, it was it was running jet fuel. <laughs> it was bad. Well, it's like a hundred octane, isn't it? Yeah, but it doesn't have any cooling agents. One hundred av in it or something like that. One hundred double leaded. Yeah, and it doesn't have any cooling agents in the fuel. So if you run it, it's gonna blow your engine up. You're yeah, probably yeah, gonna blow. You, up. you will blow it. <laughs> you will blow it. He up was if you run long enough. He was Moose's nephew or something, right? Yeah, yeah he was his nephew. Yeah, he was his nephew. Yeah. Uh, while we have Sid on the line, uh, and we're taking up his time, uh, I wanted to touch on a subject of, uh, that was brought up by Race Day CT and, uh, Sean Corsain. It was the idea of tracks and their lack of social media postings. Oh, right. Um, yeah. And this is, I think this is obviously an individual issue per track, but... Uh, it is a very important issue, especially in this day and age. Uh, I believe we yeah. we this kind of stems from uh, Wall Stadium and their lack of uh, any sort of awareness for the, uh, the casual turkey fan. Derby. Yeah, for yeah. the Turkey Derby. Yeah, exactly. And other examples. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I was looking through for local stuff, and I think that the best that you're going to get is Stafford. There's no question who yeah. they are the best at social media. There's a reason why they have a lot of people in the grandstands. There's a lot of, we, there's a reason why they have a lot of people Many. in the pits. Yeah. They're always we'll up say, to date. I will say they're, they're, they're almost too much sometimes. Yeah. But I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. They're the best, but like when we did the show and we were releasing those episodes, um, it was almost like, uh, it, it got lost, some, you know, because it, they do something like almost every hour. At least they were back then. I don't, I don't uh, follow their page as much as I do, but I mean it, that's better than nothing. But they're they're a little bit tipped sometimes, a little too much. If if you do it too much, people are just going to stop following you. you there's a click that thing that says I don't want to follow Stafford anymore. You know, that's so, true. Um, yeah, I think if you they, they, you can go too far, but. You know, that's just one caveat. They are by out of the three Connecticut tracks, they are by far the best. Right? Which would you rather have, too much or not enough? You know, I'd rather have yeah, too definitely much. Definitely too much. Yeah, yeah agree. But yep. Thompson hasn't been very bad this year with the new uh, lessees and uh, their organizations, the Pass and the ACT. They share it not only to Thompson but also to their own individual pages for information if it regards to not only them but also the track. Uh, so right. they've been pretty good. Seekonk is usually pretty good. Um, but Waterford yep. this year, I'll be honest with you, has been pretty lacking. Like, I noticed, I think, two posts. Um, yep. One was back in, let's see, it was a f- registration form release. They posted once about it, and it was February 3rd. Uh, they didn't remind people at all. Usually tracks go, hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do this? Like, Thompson, I think they've posted like 10 times about number registrations. Um, and then you go back to... January 23rd or somewhere in January, January 2nd, there it is, all the way back there is the schedule. And they never posted about it again. 
And I think their last post wasn't that long ago. It was probably an Easter post or something. But, um, like, they're posting three times a month. Yeah. That's terrible. Like, when when other tracks are posting three times a day, it's almost not even enough. Mm. But when you're posting well, three times is, a month. It's... To me, the thing is, they just, they don't, they don't, I mean, I hate to say it, but they don't care about it. Because if they did, they'd hire somebody to do it. And they're not hiring people to do that. There's nobody there that is social media savvy. So, I mean, that just speaks for itself. It's not like, you know, Mike Marfio or anybody who worked there has told me they don't care about it. But, you know, your actions speak louder than words. They don't have people in place to manage that. And so even like during the season last year, um, there was race events that went on and they, they weren't even like posting you know, like even like when Saluka was there or when Monaghan ran the track and, you know, Mark Case did it, you know, when when he was there with Terry's, you know, last few years, there was always somebody posting victory lane photos like they weren't even doing that. And, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I always want the boulder to survive, but there's no getting around it, man. They just they don't do a good job at that. It's actually it, it bums me out, you know. Be honest with you. I mean, the four of us, we picked up a lot of that for them. We were their social media presence for a large for a long time, even before, you know, having a Facebook page was a thing. And so the speedboat was really, you know, one of the better social media, you know, tracks that had the most social media content. And they've really kind of fallen off the face of the earth. It's- well, Sid's view was the uh, I can't remember what year, but, you know, social media like uh, 10 winner to, 10 to of speed51.com. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was 2013. Yeah. Hello. You know, you're an award-winning uh, video journalist, my man. Yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> award-winning team, I'd like to say. There you I go. Mean, well, we all, we award-winning video together. journalist, for God's sakes. Yeah, I mean, you can't just rest on your laurels because you have a racing facility and I you mean, upgrade it, and then you Stafford say, well, has, people show up. They'll find Stafford it. had Jackaroo. Mm-hmm. Thompson had... Don Honing, Indianapolis had Tony Holman, Daytona has Bill France, Waterford Speedbowl. Who the heck do they have? They haven't had anybody. They haven't well, had anybody that could lead them to the promised land. But you bring up a good point, Jess, because they keep changing the operators. Yeah. They keep they've changed. You know, they have like they basically have two Facebook pages. I I yeah. honestly don't know which is the active one. They posted for no. both of them. I went to the one with yeah. the most likes. <laughs> yeah, so that's what the New London Waterford the New Speed London Bowl Waterford Speedbowl. This is the official fan page of the New London Waterford right. Speed. Okay, but I, I believe likes. if you went to the Speedbowl page, that would probably have a more recent post. I think that they posted. So they they they're using two, which that in itself just. Yeah, Civil War shows that they don't anybody. really know. Like, you can't have two. You got to have one. But yeah. part of the reason why they get into those problems is um, because they keep switching operators and people running the track. And, you know, I mean, Beamer's only owned the track for five years. He's had like seven different people run it, including like, you know, times during the offseason and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. The um, idea- it's just not handled in the, a professional manner. The problem is, is you have people who need to be doing this stuff who don't quite understand social media. They think that if you make a post, people will see it. But in order for people to see it, they have to go to your page. You ha- right. it, with social media, it's about mass posting. And that's the way you maintain relevance is by constantly being in someone's face. you got to constantly post stuff all the time or else you start to lose relevancy. 
So right. it's like, right. yeah, you can post it. It'll be on your wall. People can find it. It's kind of like a web page. You just slap it on there, and it'll be on whatever you programmed in. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of the person who just opens up their cell phone and flips through while they're on the john, you're not there. You know what I mean? They only have a 24-hour memory. That's all they see. Right. So when Stafford makes six, eight Instagram posts a day, you're going to know they exist. So when the speed bowl doesn't make any, like I said, I counted three posts in one month. So it's like you're not maintaining relevancy. And all you have to do is have the account on a smartphone, pull it up, and post a picture from the track or post a reminder from something. Have a list. There's not much to remember. There's opening day. There's registration forms. There's ticket prices. Post about something. Even a schedule, a rule book. Yeah, anything. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Like that's what or Thompson's even like doing. you know what Stafford does a lot of times what they 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 just share content that you know race teams at their tracks are doing and that you know just to have more content out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no. There's there's no. You know, and I hate to say that too because, um, uh, you know, I don't want to come it off like we're bashing the track, but I mean this is a legit thing that they need to get better at. I mean it's okay. just it's not they're not good at it at all. This is not us bashing it at all. This is all constructive criticism because it's very easy. We want the track to succeed. Yeah, this is a very well, what about easy. You, you guys, succeed. you guys are all competitors. I mean, don't wouldn't you rather race at a track that is going to be more on the radar in social media? Do you want to race at a track that's not even going to acknowledge that you're winning races there? You know? I want to I mean, know. Yeah, I want to know that. The, I want to know that the track's going to be around. I have no idea. When opening day is even at the Speed Bowl, I have no idea right. what the schedule is. Hang on, I have let me no go search for that. How much anything <laughs> is? I nothing comes up on my feet, but I'm not really that good at social media, so maybe I'm a bad example because I think social media is the devil. But anyway, I, I want to know what's going on, and I have no idea what's going on at Speed Bowl. Okay, I went and searched for it on Speed Bowl's Facebook page. It says May seventh and eighth they're going to have uh, opening day, but I had to go look for it. You know what I mean? Right. That that's the thing. It's like back in the day, yeah, you had to go look for things. You had to go look for somebody's phone number in a phone book. You had to go look through the newspaper to see an ad to see when some local attraction was going to be in town. Mm-hmm. You had to go to a gratification gro- world now though. Yeah, you had to go to like a grocery store to see a bulletin board or something at a local right. restaurant and see what's going on. Now with social media, the way people interact with each other has changed so much that you have to see it within a 24-hour period to remain relevant. So it's like I said, this is this is the change that they have to enact, and this is the stuff that they have to do in order to maintain their relevancy. So, yeah, plus, it's not you know, like it uh, takes a lot either. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It takes five no, seconds right. for the smartphone. It's very simple to do. Yeah, and like yeah. Stafford and, and Seacon, like they specifically, I've seen posts from both those tracks that'll be like you know whatever, uh, six weeks till Sizzler, or you know, eighty-five days till opening day at Seacon, or you know, so they're almost like creating that countdown of like, you know, Hey, race season's almost here or who misses race season. And you know, there, there's tons of things that you can come up with, you know, memes and you can do memes of people that are, you know, of people at the track and there's all kinds of stuff you could do. I honestly, to be honest with you. I, I, if I had to guess, I don't think Bruce Beamer likes that stuff. I think he, he, he wants to keep a lid on that. Mm. I don't think he likes any type of media, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't think he likes media there covering the track. I don't think he likes social media. I don't think he likes it nowadays, at least. Well, of course. Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> like all that stuff. But, you know, race and related stuff, I mean, he just, <laughs> I, I totally disagree with him on that. I just don't think he believes in it. And I don't Very think. counterproductive. 
Yeah, I mean, very if, it, it gives the impression of uh, some kind of sinister undertone if you're not very um, open with a public forum like a racetrack and having media promote it. That's very strange. The part of it that I don't like, it's like, um, I mean, I don't know if this is their intent, but it, it can be perceived as we don't even have to try and you people are still going to show up. And, and I hate that part of it. I mean, it's probably true because they still get cars there, but it's, it's the lack of effort yet still expecting people to support the track is that just doesn't, I don't know. That's just not how I would operate a track. Somebody's got to go sage that damn property. Ugh. I swear to God, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, taking your fan base for granted is probably the number one death knell for every racetrack. It's always well, it's going not to be just the fan base. It's the drivers oh. too. Yeah, the competitor base too. Drivers. Right? Yeah, yes. right. yeah, I agree. That's one thing that I think Seaconk and Stafford really do well, and I love Seaconk's social media presence almost more than Stafford's because Seaconk does a lot of historic photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seaconk is excellent, is Phil. I agree with time, you. Seaconk is good I too. Yeah. Seacock, so I see a lot of these cars, and I, I flash back to my childhood instantly. I never went okay. to Stafford or Waterford when I was a kid. It was Seekonk and then Thompson, and then I moved to Florida. Yeah, Seekonk is also wow, very I good. I forget about that. Yeah, I didn't know you went to Seekonk that much as a kid, Phil. Uh, I went there probably almost every Saturday from 93 or 94 to 97. Wow. That's pretty cool. My, like my me and the Speed Bowl. worked at a team, <laughs> uh, worked with a team there, and that's I actually – sent Brent some pictures the other day. I uncovered a whole archive of a ton of pictures of a guy that my uncle used to work for. Nice. So as we start to wrap the show up, I got to touch on uh, at least a little bit of racing that happened over the weekend. Uh, Ryan Priest won the Smart Modified Tour race at uh, South Boston. What's the acronym for SMART? Southern Modified Auto Racing Tour? Probably. Yeah. I'm just going to guess at that one. We'll go with that. (laughs) Uh, he started from the pole after the invert. Um, there, I think he pit around halfway. They have a five-tire rule. He took a right front tire, and I think he might have switched one around, but it's a pretty good rule. It keeps him from spending a lot of money. Um, yeah. He came out of the pits in ninth. Uh, Tim Brown and uh, Frank Fleming and a couple other guys went hard in the turn three wall battling for the lead after that pit stop. Uh, Tim Brown was transported to the hospital, but he was awake and alert. Oh. But that was a tough hit. Uh, in turn three, but uh, at yeah, the end, concussion. What's that? They said he had a concussion. Doesn't surprise me. He hit hard. Uh, but Priest ended up winning. Uh, it was uh, I think Priest and uh, oh, I can't remember his name now. New York. What the hell is his name? I didn't write it down. Matt I Hershman? thought I remembered. No, it was uh, the guy who thought he retired. Patrick Emily. No. Um, shit. Former champion. <laughs> Damn it all. Ah oh. oh, man. Filth, help. Former champion where? I don't know. All I know is Burt Myers was up there somewhere. Burt Myers was third. Now I feel like a complete asshole because I didn't write it down. No, this guy thought he was going to retire, but he ended up coming back and all this other stuff. Please look it up for me, Phil, because I feel like an idiot. I'm just floundering out here now. That is what I am doing right now. (laughs) Todd Ziggity? No, I wish it was, but no, not that Oh, one. I miss Zigzag. Hosfield. Yeah, that's Hossfield. it. Hosfield. Oh, ah, yeah. He was a champion, truck right? driver, yes. Didn't he win that race on that short track by knocking the guy out of the way? Or was that somebody else? No, that was uh, 
Donnie Leah. Oh, that's right. That was a great race. Mm-hmm. Was that, that was, was that great, Mansfield 07? Something like that? Different you know, New York uh, driver. New Rochelle. They look the same. He puked in the car anyway, so whatever you're going to do. <laughs> that um, was pretty epic. <laughs> yes, I brought it up. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Donnie. Uh, anyway, uh, Priest has a pretty uh, epic schedule lined up, doesn't he, Phil? Yeah, he's uh, – what's he got? So he ran the Smart Tour race. Yep, South Boston. And he's running Martinsville on Thursday with the Modified Tour. Then Saturday night he's running the Cup race at Martinsville as well, and then he's going to drive or fly right up to Thompson and run the icebreaker. Now, Yeah, the guy's a racing fool over here. So anyway, as we wrap yeah. the show up, I got one more question. Do you guys want to talk about Formula One driver lineups this year? Because they made a lot of changes. Cold. No. Ugh. Jesse's not. I an- my answer will be no for the rest of my life on F1. Oh, he is now gone. Rip. Oh, with one last amount of strength, Jesse he has, has handed me cat. his uh, his go-to list. Okay, so. Tell them where you can find him. Okay, so anyway, you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. Uh, you can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Sid's View. Perfect. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast. Oh, you can't find me there. I'm sorry. That's the, <laughs> that's the account that I run. I'm sorry. Uh, you can find us at Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com. That's what I meant to say. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brinkleason01. Uh, you can find Phil at. You have a good uh, mic. Do it. J A C Q U E S Racing. Okay, and Jesse with his dying Everywhere. breath. Handed, yeah, with Jesse's dying breath because he died of boredom because I mentioned F1 again, and I think he unplugged his camera because it fell over. Um, he left me his. Um, he left me his list of social media stuff. Okay, so you can find Jesse at uh, gab.com slash this is for Sid. Uh, Facebook.com slash oh no, tears are falling. Twitter at Ooh. oh no, tears are fall. That's the same one. Uh, Instagram at oh no, tears are fall. I think I get with a point here with this one. There it is. Okay. Mid 80s kiss with no makeup. That's a rare reference. Wow. No makeup kiss. <laughs> they were ugly Massachusetts men, weren't they? <laughs> There's a reason why they had makeup. So anyway, until next week, thank you all for listening and watching on on, uh, on YouTube. Our Instagram page is actually pretty cool, so take a look at that. I post some pretty neat stuff. Uh, check us out on YouTube, like I said, and until next week, keep the dirty side down and stay out of the fence. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, yeah, killing me with this. Second time he's done this.